tell you what the podcast where we talk with songwriters about writing songs and making music our guest today is arlo mckinley joined us from his hometown of cincinnati ohio we talk about his wonderful album die midwestern which was released last year on john prine's oh boy record label i cannot tell you how much i enjoyed this discussion i had never met or spoken with arlo before but he was so easy to talk with such a gentle demeanor i felt almost immediately like I was chatting with an old friend. As we discuss, Arlo has seen some troubled times in his life, and his songs reflect that. This is his debut solo record, which was released when he was 40 years old. His songs found their way to John Prine's son, Jody, at Oh Boy Records. Jody has said that when he played Arlo's song, Bag of Pills, for John, John said, quote, that's a good song, which evidently is high praise coming from him. Arlo was the last artist signed to John's label before he passed away last year. So Arlo has had this, at times, quite difficult path in life, and then, at age 40, is discovered by John Prine and records this amazing album with a killer studio band in Memphis that ends up on a number of year-end best-of lists for 2020. And still, in talking with Arlo, he comes across as genuinely sincere, remarkably humble, and ever so grateful for the opportunities he has been given truly refreshing encounter for me, and I think you'll come to the same conclusions when you listen to our talk. It's interesting for those of you who may have listened to our previous episode with James Bradshaw to compare and contrast these two artists. Both have been somewhat late bloomers in their musical lives. Both write and perform songs that draw deeply from their surroundings, Arlo from Southern Ohio and James from not that far away in Northern Georgia, and you would likely put their music in the same general category. But there's a sharp contrast in their songwriting approach. While James's songs are stories of fictional characters and events inspired by the North Georgia mountains and the people that inhabit them, as Arlo tells us, all of his songs are very personal stories, all inspired in one way or another by actual events that happened to him. I find it a remarkably interesting contrast considering how some might find the music of both artists to be of a similar genre or style. It is why I find these conversations so compelling. To hear one songwriter talk about his process and craft is to hear a singular story. And most have talked, as Arlo does, of not fully understanding their own process. Quick shout out to Kibi Gilkerson at Whizbang Management for putting this together. Much appreciated. So let's get to it. Here's our Tell You What discussion with Arlo McKinley. No one said that this was gonna be easy We've been dying since the day we were born I don't know why I thought that it would be easy Being criminals on the run I'm glad we made some time And found our way back home All right, Arlo McKinley, thank you for joining us at Tell You What the Podcast today. We appreciate your taking the time. You are in your home state of Ohio, is that correct? Yeah, uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, and I appreciate you having me. Yeah, and you are in your studio right now talking uh, to me? At a uh, rehearsal uh, space. Okay. It's uh, pretty much a little house studio kind of thing that we uh, put together so that to run over some things and record ideas and 
stuff like that. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at in the little music room right now. Sounds good. All right. So are you are you Ohio born and bred? Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, born here uh, in Cincinnati in 1979, and uh, I've spent little time elsewhere really except uh, time spent like on the road traveling uh, i've tried right. to tried to move a couple times texas was uh i had a little weird obsession with texas probably like in the <laughs> lots of us too yeah and it was uh i'd say maybe early i don't know mid 2000 like 2005 something like that and uh, i went out there actually and tried to do it a couple times but i always ended up always didn't ended take up, no it just didn't take i like i liked visiting uh, for sure, but I don't know. Any any time I'm gone, I always like coming back here for yeah. some reason. <laughs> I oh, really we can hear that in your music, and we're going to talk about that a little yeah. later. So let's go back in time. Can you talk about the music you remember when you were young? What was like the soundtrack in and around your home, your community, and has some of that music maybe stayed with you and influenced what you're doing now? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, really, I got introduced to music um like really and really took like an interest in it at a very young age i'd say maybe eight or nine years old and that was actually in the church that i was raised in it was a okay. uh, just a small little uh baptist church you know and uh here in cincinnati that you know my family went to and they played like a lot of kind of just like traditional hymns type you know music and you know on just like guitars and you know acoustic guitars and all that and it's not like not like the music that they're doing on like mega churches and stuff today and like all that it's kind of more kind of more like traditional almost folk bluegrass like you know just those traditional hymn stuff yep. but there was that that got me really into music and then my dad was a big still is to this day was a big uh like traditional bluegrass and old country uh fan so he had a pretty big record collection of that and then also uh, i have two i'm the youngest of three boys and um, right. so my older brothers kind of would have you know their own thing going on and they started bringing in like at a at a young age i remember seeing like some punk records of like yeah. Mis misfits records and black flag and Stuff like that, that, you know, I'm like, what is this stuff? You know, you don't see this on MTV. and The Older and, Brothers record collection, I've heard that story before. Yeah, and so it was kind of, that's really what it was. Is if uh, if the brothers weren't home, I would be in their rooms <laughs> reading their records. And if they were home and my dad wasn't, I'd be in his, you know, reading his and listening to, like, old Stanley Brothers stuff. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, you know, then from going to that and then going into my brother's room and listening to, you know, like I said, the misfits or, uh, you know, the exploited. And so, so I was always, music was just in my house always. always. And my mom who, uh, who, who passed recently, she, uh, mm -hmm. they, um, her and my dad, you know, we'd hear them down the hall, you know, singing hymns and stuff together. So the, every, everyone in the house was, Music was always a big part of it, yeah. and I think at a uh, at an early age, I knew that it's what I wanted to do, and um, it's the only thing that ever stuck with me. So yeah, all of that stuff has stuck with me. And music, I say often, is the only thing 
that has been a constant thing in my life. Like, yeah. you know, things come and go, but the love that I have for just music in general is just, that's never, never left me. So yeah, all that stuff still influences me. The, the gospel stuff, the bluegrass stuff, the punk stuff, all of yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. So was singing your first way in, in terms of performing? Yes. Yeah. That came first. My, my aunt actually heard me, uh, I don't know how she heard me. If she just heard me one day in my room or something. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> You know, we had a little like youth group thing uh, at, at church and uh, just a small little group. And um, she uh, asked if I would sing this song one day when we were there. And then that was my first time singing in front of people. I remember that day like it was yesterday. So it's kind of it's kind of strange. And then um, that's great. Then I remember going up on that next Sunday and singing in front of people. And that was solo. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was it was my uncle was playing guitar behind me, and uh, my aunt played piano, and uh, and yeah. And how I old was, were you? I was probably eight or nine. Wow, I'd say eight or nine. Yeah, and that too. The the church was a a place where I think I I don't know. I learned a lot. I think about music there. I think I learned like how important it can be to to people. Um, you know, I don't really get into like religious conversations with people, you know, to each their own and whatever they mm-hmm. think is good on them, you know, good. But, um, you know, growing up, you know, you, you, you get born again, you know, you, you, you're saved and all this. And then, you know, there's so much emotion in the church. And then I started like thinking when I got older that maybe, you know, was it the music that was moving me in church or was it, you know, something else? You yeah, know, but that was the first time that I could see that, you know, music can be a lot more than just uh, than just a sound. You know, it, it can really, you know, make you feel or connect with something. And I think that's when, yeah, that's when I knew that I wanted to do it. So yeah, that was around eight, yeah. eight or nine years old. I was uh, that's pretty good. And then around that same time, I'm in a little talent <laughs> show at my elementary school where, in <laughs> uh, a I still have a video of it somewhere, which I hope never <laughs> surfaces. But, uh, you know, this is like, it's probably 88 or something like that. And I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a real cool, like a Miami Vice jacket with a, <laughs> with a misfit skull shirt under it and singing a poison song. And, uh, nice. I lost, <laughs> I lost, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I felt good about it. You showed them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at some point did you pick up the guitar? Is that, yeah. that the next uh, thing? Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, that probably came along around maybe the age of 12 or 13. My dad had guitars always, and I was always interested in the guitar. And for some reason, the way my uncle would play it in church, just I don't know I used to say I want to play guitar like Uncle Wayne and and I didn't even know what a capo was at that time and I remember asking where where, is, where does uh, Uncle Wayne put that that thing that he puts on his guitar and where did he put it because I'm like trying to act <laughs> like I know what I'm doing and uh but around the age of uh 12 or something I kind of had some issues in school and uh ended up spending a lot of time at a home during a certain <laughs> certain school year and then uh yeah there were guitars around and um i remember 
wanting to uh, learn a couple social distortion songs. And uh, so I kind of taught myself power chords. And yeah. then from there, uh, that's, yeah, that's when I started playing guitar. And then to this day, I'm still not, I'm a very kind of like basic rhythm player. But um, yeah, guitar, it was singing, singing is always the thing for me. And, uh, you know, I, I think I just play guitar now kind of to keep my hands busy when we're right. playing. I'd, I'd actually much rather just sing if, uh, if I could, you know, when we perform. But yeah, but yeah, it was good. I kind of just taught myself. And, and what about writing? I, that's something that didn't come along until much later. It will like real writing on yeah. like what I'm doing now. I would um, like I was in a couple punk bands where I wrote like songs and stuff, but nothing really uh, too much. Uh, I don't know. In my later, in my later teen years, uh, I hooked up with a guy from here who's doing some pretty cool stuff now. A guy, uh, Jeremy Pinnell, and uh, mm-hmm. he's we met each other somehow, and he said he heard that I could sing. He needed a someone to come in and do some harmonies with him, and uh, then he came over, showed me a bunch of songs, and, uh, and so I did that for years. But I, I kind of like studied his way of songwriting, really, and I always give him credit for that. And then, you know, slowly I would kind of start writing here and there. But I really didn't start trying to write songs until probably, probably like my early maybe like 30 late 20s yeah. early 30 and i really didn't yeah it, so it hasn't been a very long time on on that really so when you were playing in punk bands you maybe were weren't really writing full songs at that time i'm i'm not writing i wasn't writing anything of like meaning or anything i think i'm just going along with the whole you know fuck the system and everything's wrong and <laughs> you know whatever but i have no idea what i'm really going against you know so it's i'm just <laughs> writing down words you know just copying off other people so it wasn't uh i don't know when i got old enough and kind of lived yeah i think you're about to answer my next question i think you've already got started on it because now you've been around a while you've lived a life right do you think that needed to happen before you were able to write yeah songs you're writing now 100 percent, yeah. i do um and even though i started kind of writing uh you know late maybe like I said late 20s early 30s within the past five years I think has been where I've I've got my way of writing down yeah the kind of how I like to write because I had to just I I can only write about what I know and what I've lived and what I've seen I'm not like a good person that can just make up a story right out out of my head like that's never been what I can do I always write off of uh real experiences and that's like I got asked a lot, like when the you know when the album first came out, is it strange you know getting recognition at forty and you know this and that and I just I have the same answer all the time. I wouldn't have been able to write these songs or anything of substance. I don't think at an earlier age. So I I just don't I don't think it's as weird as I think some people think it is. I I don't know right. So once again, you anticipated my next question. Your songs are all personal, right? So 
you've said that that is just the way you write. So you're writing more songs now that aren't on this album. Is that continuing to be where your songs come from, from your personal truth, let's say? Yeah, yes, for sure. Um, I kind of, I write my songs in like little, like chapters. My life seems to kind of go and I go through a little time period and then I write, I write about that time period and then, then it's the next chapter and then I'll write about what went on within the last few years of that and that's kind of how I've been doing it yeah the stuff that I'm writing now is what's happened you know since I wrote the songs last time like because Diamond Western could easily have 10 more songs on it you know we had to break it down because that period was kind of a heavy period of my life and I yeah. got a lot of you know material out of it and um you know which I think we'll we'll get that out there eventually but that that chapter's over so now you know we'll go to the to the next thing but yeah it's always I don't know I I'm not the best at communicating when I'm like speaking to someone but I I, I don't know or telling my story I'm, I guess I'm getting better at it maybe but I've always found it you're doing fine right now yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I feel pretty comfortable with this one, I got to say. Well, I got to tell you, after listening to these songs, I'm kind of glad that chapter in your life is over for you personally. Yeah. But yes. I can. it produced a lot of great songs, and I can understand why there maybe were more. It seems like it was a period that, you know, had some turmoil in it. Oh, for sure. And uh, I'm very, very open, you know, about, about that stuff. And that's the... Uh, that's the yeah that was a period where yeah a lot of I was faced with a lot of things that I never thought would you know growing up I never thought I'd be faced with yeah and uh like things like you know addiction and friends dying like regularly like it seems like you know stuff like that and then I don't know just a, a long relationship had ended and so I kind of just put all that, all of everything that I went to, kind of all in my head and said, all right, I'm going to just document this uh, time period. And yeah. I think that's what I, yeah, that's the way that I try to do it. It's definitely, um, I don't know, it was good for me, I think, to get that stuff out and right. to get, get those songs out of me and kind of a good way to put some closure on that. Yeah. time period well we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the songs in particular in a little bit but I want to I want to talk a little bit about your process first yeah about how maybe you are turning these ideas into songs do you have a discipline of like sitting down to write the ideas kind of coming to you on the fly and you work them out later what's uh how how did how does some of this stuff come together for you um there's a there's a couple different ways I'm not I, I try to I try to sit down and, you know, play as often as I can and see if something comes out of it, but... And you're sitting with the guitar. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, turn everything off and, you know, and just sit there with the guitar and see if anything comes up. That process doesn't really seem to work that well for me, um, unless I have something on my mind already. And But it, it usually... I don't know, a lot of songs um, will kind of come to me 
when I'm driving or something, a melody yeah. or, a, or a line or something. So I'll get my phone. Like, if you were to look through my phone at my, like, voice memos, it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, and uh, I'll have a line or something or a melody. So I'll sing it into the phone, and then I'll go, you know, once I get home, I'll work on it and yeah. something like that. Or it's kind of, I don't know, a lot of these songs just sort of come to me when they can or when they do. Like, um, I think Ghost of My Best Friend is a good example of of a of a way that i will write songs that was leaving uh, a friend's funeral and mm-hmm. um i'm sitting in the car across the street from the place and something is just saying you know don't leave yet you know just hang everyone's gone and i've been sitting in the car for an hour and just sitting there and i don't know why i'm doing this but then all of a sudden i start thinking you know about the life that i got to live with my good friend and uh and then all of a sudden that whole song just kind of started coming to me and i sang it into my phone and then i remember rushing home to finish it and uh so it's like little moments like that just yeah being a situation will happen and i'll think about it so that can happen or uh you know like i said a little line or something will come to my mind or i don't succeed that well at a I really don't succeed when I try to sit down and do something. I guess I have in the past, but that's just not. So you, you talked about driving. You know, and maybe it's like the, the ideas come when you're not trying to think of them, right? Where you're occupying your mind with something else. Yeah, I think that's kind of yeah. You, you kind of answered it better there than I than I could. I think I kind of got. Well, lost. I've heard I've heard similar things from other writers. So uh, I understand from your bio that you drove tuxedos around for a while. Yes. Was this yeah. was this maybe a productive time for you? Yeah, songwriting wise, one hundred percent. That that was a that was a very productive time actually because um there there were the stores around here or whatever, but our base and warehouse was up in uh, like Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And, uh, nobody wanted that route, and I was like Are you crazy. I was like, I definitely want that route. <laughs> it's, it's overnight. You came in at like. I'd go in at like seven o'clock at night and drive up to Michigan and literally get out of a vehicle and get back into another one and drive it right back. So that's like a four or five hour drive. So, and like each way. So like I'm on the road for like 10 hours and yeah, a lot of songs came out of doing that. And, um, yeah, a lot of diamond, a lot of the songs on diamond Western came out about half of them probably came out of that. Well, I would like to thank the formal wear business for giving us these songs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was a good thing all around. Like I would listen to something, be inspired by something, and then you know start thinking to myself, like, I don't know, I want to write a song like that. Yeah, that, that 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 song reminds me of something I'm going through, so maybe I should write. You know, take my stab at it. So yeah. They definitely President Tuxedo. I don't even know if they're around anymore. They, uh, they, they deserve a. I should have put them in the thanks list. Yeah, sure. that's great. <laughs> okay, so this might be a difficult or weird question. Let's give it a shot. How yeah, do you know when you've come up with something good? Right? Are there other people involved? Do you trust yourself? Um, yeah, I trust myself. I won't. I won't show um, anyone a song that I've written unless I'm confident that it will turn into something that I'm happy with. Um, I kind of keep it to my, to myself and I'll, 
sit on it. But I can always tell pretty early, though, I think, if I don't feel that it's going anywhere or yeah. that I don't feel like I'm doing it correctly, then I just kind of leave it alone and then see if I come back to it. And then if not, then I just leave it be. And yeah. then, because um, mainly I'm, it's a weird thing to say, but mainly I'm kind of writing songs that I would like to, you know, that I'd like to listen to. I, you know, I want to make music that, right. you know, because I'm pretty much paying homage and, uh, in, you know, just showing respect for everyone that kind of came before me that influenced me. And I don't know all of that. So I, I want to enjoy what I put out. I know that. That sounds weird when I say when I say it. Well, it but, appears that you have good taste, so yeah, right, yeah, and, <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Yeah, but <laughs> so yeah, the the songs that I don't feel are, are moving or going in any direction, I'll leave. But then there's also a, a you know, there's been songs where I've done like that where I've written and I'm like, okay, I can't really get past this little first verse and this little thing. And so I've left it and then I've started writing another song where I will have the same feeling about where I leave it. And then then eventually those two what, what were going to be completely different songs become the same song. Huh. Uh, Gone for Good is an example of that. I had that chorus written for a while, but I just didn't know what what to put you know, in it. Uh, like for the verses and then I thought you know I went back and listened to some stuff that I'd written and and found a song that had a completely different melody and everything but it kind of the verses fit what that song was meaning to me yeah and uh, so it worked out that way so sometimes what I don't think will work I'll go back to and then yeah, yeah I think I know when to when to say okay this isn't this isn't working I find that interesting when when people talk about two different, what they thought were two different songs or two different sessions end up coming together. And it's almost, I wonder if it's the brain had one idea, but your process thought it was two different things. And eventually it found its way back home. Yes. I I think that's a, I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to put it. I know at least with Gone for Good now, as I look back on it, what that song is about for me both of the things I was working on, it was both about that situation. Yeah. So, and I think that's why I realized that it did fit. So yeah, just at the time, I think, uh, you know, I didn't really get it until I went back and then heard what I had written on, you know, this other song that I was working on. And I was like, well, this fits. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a song has to tell you what it's about while you're writing it. Yeah, for sure. I I always go and kind of, knowing what I want to say and then and then, then there's songs too that have taken on different meanings to me like where I'll want to be writing about something and tell a story about something that I've gone through and then that'll take me to something else another story that I'm wanting to tell say so, I don't know songwriting is just a weird <laughs> process to me like I just don't I never thought that I'd be talking like I really never thought that I would be speaking to anyone about me being a songwriter yeah. like it's so it's just a it's a weird thing that i don't really fully get like like we were speaking earlier i was just i always thought i would just be like a singer of some yeah. type and maybe you know 
do harmonies for someone or something like that. Well, I tell you, I've talked to a lot of songwriters, and I haven't had one tell me that they understand how it works yet. So you're, yeah, right. you're in good company. Yeah, it, <laughs> and that's the thing. I, yeah, I don't want to know if if, if there if there is an answer to it. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't want to know it. Right. Yeah, you know, I just want to keep keep doing what I'm doing. And, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it works. And and that's the thing. I, I don't. I don't think there's a a wrong or right way. Everyone's different on yep. that and everyone just wants to tell I think their story how they see fit and whatever process works best for them yeah let's let's talk about some of your stories let's talk about the album Diamond Western released last year so yeah. I've, I, I've really been enjoying this record I keep finding new songs I love with each listen thank you it made some year-end best of lists last year must feel pretty good to have such a great reaction to your music uh, yeah it, it was a uh, <laughs> It, it still, it still amazes me. To be honest with you, yeah, um, yeah, and it is a good feeling. The response to that album is, yeah. uh, is amazing. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of what we all pulled off together. The good. team. All right, let's talk about a couple of the songs. Yeah. First cut, we were all right, right? Yeah, great song. I have to tell you, you got me with this one. <laughs> First time I listened to it, I'm like, oh, here's a nice road song, a love song. Sounds great. Isn't this nice? And halfway through, bang, it's a dream. <laughs> we wake up and it's all turned to shit, right? Yeah, right. And I and you took me along for that ride and it really got me. It's a great device. You pulled off so well. So many of us have had that that thought, like, is this a dream? I hope not, or I hope it is, and all yeah. that. And, and uh, so my question is, did the song start out as a dream idea, or was it an idea that you decided to put in a dream format? It was like an end of a relationship thing, and uh, it actually was based on uh, an actual like little dream that okay. I, I did have, and um, and then you know it, it, based on that, and then I, you know I kind of wrote around that idea a little bit more. Like it's not like a really dreamt everything that I say in that but you know it's it based off the dream that I did have where everything yeah. was good and you know I remember that feeling of waking up and just being like shit and then <laughs> wanting to go back and wanting to, to go back dream. to it yeah because yeah. that was a that was a yeah that time that time period was a was just a rough one in general with life and and everything and uh but yeah, I got that song out of it, and um, it, it, yeah, just kind of like what you said. I like the, uh, I don't know, the little, the little surprise part there about yeah. the you know dream because it does you know it's like a little love song like <laughs> like you said. But uh, yeah, that, that's based on a on a on a real dream that I that I had. And... Well, it works really well. Turn the radio on. And heard Luke and Bach, Texas, and you said it was your favorite song. Girl, you started singing along. Cross state lines, couldn't keep my eyes open, so I stopped to see an old friend of mine to get some sleep for a while. First time in a long time We were all right 
have a great voice, obviously. You mentioned you've been singing since you were a kid. There's no question about that. You also have a great talent for phrasing and delivery of the lyrics. You know, sometimes you're stretching words or syllables out. Other times you're kind of clipping them in ways that are unexpected. Sometimes you're fitting a lot of words or syllables into a line that maybe you wouldn't expect it to. When you're putting these songs together, are you trying out different phrasings and deliveries to get it where you want, or is it more of a natural thing of, well, you've been singing for 20 years and and this is just what's coming out, it's right? I I definitely work on the... um like the phrasing and the um, like the way that words kind of fit and flow together. I actually, I actually kind of try to like phrase words. Like I don't know, in almost like a hip hop like rap kind of yeah. way, which is kind of like a strange thing to say. But I'm actually I'm a big hip hop fan. Yeah. Um, no, I can kind of pick up some of that when you when you have a lot of words in a line. It kind of has that hip hop kind that, of yeah. That's exa- that's exactly what I mean. Where and I'll do a thing where I'll you know maybe throw five words in a sentence that all begin with the same letter or something. Mm-hmm. Just like things like that. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm definitely conscious of it, and I've yeah. definitely changed songs around to you know to make stuff like that fit. Yeah, well, it, it is. It really works, and it's just another level of why these things these songs are so good and I, i'm um, actually glad that you're the first uh you're the first person that's ever uh brought that up so i'm glad that uh i'm glad that you that you got that i'm guarantee you i'm not the only one who's noticed this so. yeah uh, uh, yeah and, and maybe yeah maybe not but yeah, yeah you're definitely the first that's ever like brought like that part up and that, that's like um it's something that i definitely try to do so i'm yeah i'm glad that it's that that's noticed keep it up yeah right because <laughs> and, and I, I try to I try my best to keep like these songs like as simple as can be but not like more than anything I just want it to tell a story yeah I, I want to let you know what I've gone through but yeah but but a good story has good hooks right exactly, that, that, and that's that what catch I, yeah. your brain right. and that can be the words it can be the phrasing it can be the rhyme all those things yeah Move the story forward, right? Yeah, exactly. Because if you if it gets too simple, then you're kind of just like, okay, it's, it's, yep. yeah. And so, yeah, that's where I'll try to get like more, like kind of creative. I think when it comes to like phrasing and like wordplay and stuff like that. And that's uh, that's yeah. I'm glad you caught on, caught on to that. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. next song we're going to talk about Die Midwestern title track. Yeah. First of all. Can we agree that Ohio is the most satisfying state name to sing? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, you can you can sing it so many ways. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good thing you were born there. Right, yeah, it is. <laughs> but this song is about place, right? It's about like inertia, staying versus leaving. Can you talk about this song maybe in terms of how sense of place has played a part in your musical life? Um, yeah, and that's, that is... You know what the song to me is you know about it's a, about me figuring out if i was going to go you know am i going to am i going to stick around cincinnati am i going to stay here go elsewhere and it really kind of started with the thought of all right i'm just going to get out of here and you know go do you know somewhere else and do whatever but and then i you know, you can't you know you go to a new place that doesn't mean that your problems and your issues just instantly go away and it's also you know 
a part of that of just like facing what's in front of you and but mainly it's uh to me it's about being tired of what you're seeing around you it uh it's about being tired of you know hearing getting phone calls that a friend has died every other week it's yeah it's about uh you know falling out with you know good friends and this and you know just all everything it's about just some of the bad things and Life. At the same time, it's hard to leave. Yeah, and it's hard to leave because it's all that I know. And then on the other hand, the term Diamond Western is even if even if I end up in California, you know, at this point I'm 41 years old, I'm always going to be a Midwestern guy. So yep. no matter where I go, it's it's in me. It's I'm going, to, you know, I'm going to die Midwestern. You know, just realizing that regardless of where you are you're still going to be the same person. The streets are crowded and the lights are so bright Another Cincinnati Saturday night and I hate What that has become And I've been thinking that I should go Bag of Pills. Yeah. Now most we've talked about how most of your songs are songs of personal truth one way or another, stories from your life. But this one strikes me as a particularly personal song. It's, I, I think I read that it actually was generated by it by an incident in your life. So maybe you can talk about this song and where it came from. Yeah, they're all personal to me, but that one's definitely uh, a very uh, a personal thing, and um, it's based on it true story you know i sold some you know some some pills to take a girl drinking and you know that's all true and then but that that song also is um that song's like in between 10 and 15 years old actually that's oh. one that's one of the i believe that's the second song that i've ever written i believe wow. like fully written and um that time period was when uh when life kind of started changing uh, from, you know, when uh, addiction was no longer just things that you read about or see in movies, you know, now it's right upstairs and it's, yep. you know, next door and it's your best friend and it's this and that. And it's, it's, I don't know that song to me is weird because it kind of hops around on a couple things because I don't know it's a part of me wanting to to connect with someone but then again there's something else that's much more important which is which is you know drugs and it's there's uh, also the part at the end yeah that bridge at the end yeah the song kind of takes a turn there and that's the part where it's just it's it's where that's me you know saying that everything that all of 
the things I said previously, it's just, if this is all it is, if this is what life is going to be, then I really just don't even want to take part in it anymore. And um, it just, yeah, that was a weird, a really weird time. And um, just being lost in a lot of ways, not knowing where I was going to go, what I was going to do more than ever at that time. And so that's kind of where that, you know, came from. And then for some reason, it just fit. It fit with all the other songs. And uh, cause I didn't know if I was going to put that on the, uh, on, on the album or not. And Matt Ross bang who, uh, who produced the album really thought you know he was really behind putting that one on there he thought that well as i as i think i read john prine also thought it was a pretty good song yeah and that i believe (laughs) yeah that's the song that got uh i believe that's the song that got his uh his actual approval on it yeah like because i'd already known jody and um but you know jody who who runs old boy and father his son and yeah, and then John, I, I believe, commented on that song, and uh, so that's going to have some weight in the decision to include. Yeah, that, that, that definitely, uh, it, it definitely does. <laughs> and then, and then I'm glad, I'm glad for a lot of reasons that I put it on there, but especially for that, um, you know, for John, you know, enjoying yeah. that, you know, especially with him passing shortly after, you know, we recorded the record. You want it. I can feel it Got a bag of pills I've been dealing So I can take you drinking Don't tell me about a love thing We'll get high and talk until morning you can catch me sleeping and people yeah have connected with that song which uh it just kind of surprised me in, in a way like I, I i like it and everything and i don't know that's kind of i i owe a lot i think to that song <laughs> in, in a way because it was like it's kind the, of a weird thing to say isn't it about a song it, like that yeah it is it's uh it's it's very strange because yeah. um, that's we put out this like i did this video Online, it was my first video that hit like a million views. I think now it's up to like three million. And wow! Yeah, and and I wasn't even the day that we were going. I was just a little acoustic thing for some YouTube thing. Uh, I wasn't even going to do that song that day. And then at the very last minute, my drummer was down there with me, and I told him because I, I, we weren't doing that song in you know at shows or anything. Uh, I told him, I'm like, man, I think I'm going to do Bag of Pills for this. And he just thought it was kind of crazy, kind of weird. And he's like, yeah, do it. And then that really kind of started a big thing. That video yeah. took off in a weird, 
in a, in a, in a, yeah, in a weird way. That's interesting. Well, let, let me ask you this. You kind of you kind of led me to a question here. Since your songs are so personal, now, granted, there hasn't been much touring for a while, obviously. Hopefully we get back to that soon. But how does it feel to be singing these songs to live audiences over and over? I'm sure you did get a chance to play some of these songs live. Putting yourself out there with these songs, particularly a song like this, and does your relationship to these songs change over time the more you sing them, or is it still a very personal experience? Um they're always they always the songs remain the same to me always and i don't ever i don't know they're almost like my kids or something it's sort of we i don't have any kids but it's sort of so my feelings for the songs never change um and and performing in in front of people uh it it reminds me of why why i'm doing it i think especially Mm -hmm. now uh we've got the we got to uh we played three nights in a row down in, I think these are the last shows we played. It was still kind of warm out down in Lexington, Kentucky, and we sold out three nights in a row at the Burrow down there. And yeah, and um, it was like one of the you know first time we'd played since the, I think the record had been out besides the little release show, and and just to see the people connect into that, like I could step away from the microphone and let everyone sing and that feeling was just satisfying to me to know that whether they are connecting to the song how I am or not they're connecting to it in some way and so I I don't know I like sharing these songs with people like performing to me is always is always like maybe my favorite thing to do because I just shut everything else off and I I always say too that I, I think I've become a different person or something interesting it's i just shut everything off and i'm really just in a in just like a weird little zone for a minute and like i hate i hate when it ends actually especially if it's a good (laughs) like show but no i i I don't know i want to share these songs with people especially like over like some of them like some people that have reached out to me and like written you know written messages to me about what certain songs have done for them is a uh, people that have been in difficult places yes a very uh, heavy uh, some of these things are very heavy to read but to know Mm -hmm. that you know they're connecting to something that I wrote just to get something off of my chest is is uh, is you know it's just I don't know it's a good feeling and it's a good way to connect with people and bring people from all different you know types of you know I don't know I think just when you're at a show or at least for me I want to I want my shows to be where nothing matters except all of us enjoying these songs like leave politics leave all this at the door don't bring that you know just every, every nothing none of it matters yeah at least for this hour and a half or whatever and let's connect on this and let's just get through whatever we're going through together and uh yeah now you really got me pining for a live shit live music oh man you're telling me and i can't i'm fucking dying over here man it's uh it's rough yeah yeah so we didn't i I think we maybe did six six shows since the album has been out i think maybe six seven altogether so we'll be back there soon yeah i think so we're starting to book some stuff for uh 
for I think the spring, a couple Good. outside things that came our way, and I think eventually, you know, things there, there definitely seems to be a a light at the end of the tunnel, or at least yeah. a or at least a tunnel now. <laughs> at least, I think, yes, I think, at least we yeah, know we're in the tunnel. Yeah, right. At least we're in the tunnel now. Now we're looking for the light. So, yeah. so yeah. All right. Let's let's um, let's talk about another song. Yeah. She she's always around. Yeah. Great honky tonk vibe on this one. Puts me in the mind of some good like Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. And again, you got me with this one. First, I'm enjoying a great honky tonk sound. Great swing. And then I realized the song is not about another woman. <laughs> all right, all right, right, yeah. all right. Yeah, you're good, man. So, yeah. do you remember how this one came together in terms of I'm going to write a honky tonk song, or I'm going to write a song about this uh, concept and make it a honky tonk thing? Because um, it works so well. Yeah, I, um, I I remember the day that I wrote that song. That that's another occasion of being in the car. And um, I had the concept of the song in my mind. Because, yeah, I don't consider myself really a country artist, but I'm inspired by so many of, like, the artists that you kind of mentioned, like Dwight Yoakam and, like, mm-hmm. Keith Whitley, some, like, tr- more, like, traditional country people. And so I like to throw those songs out there. And I just kind of thought that this would be, that that would be one that would kind of fit that vibe so yeah. I'm driving and I'm you know singing it and uh, I remember call, actually I called uh, to my piano player at the uh, at the time I called him and I was like I was like oh, dude I gotta come over to your house right now <laughs> and then <laughs> I remember I came in and I showed it to him I was like we have to figure this out I didn't know like what key or anything we'd be playing it in I was like I just wrote the song but just for our and listeners it, benefit it's a song about another woman but the other woman is really an addiction if I'm yeah the, it right. uh, yes it's uh it's it, here's what it's about we'll lay it out it's about uh me wanting wanting to be with someone and that someone isn't you know really uh can't make up their mind if they're wanting to or not but there's always this other someone or something that is always there to you know to take care of me if uh, right. if that other someone <laughs> isn't around I wish I had you to come home to I could lay my troubles down but she never believed that you really loved me about the band on this record that they're so great on this song you recorded this in memphis right yeah yes at uh, sam phillips recording services wow i had the i've had the pleasure of spending some time with will sexton who plays the guitar oh, on this man. record and his his talented wife amy lavere 
they are just such great folks and what a guitar player. These musicians are so awesome and, and they sound so great with you. How did that come together? Um, that, I, I've got to give all the credit to Matt Ross Spang on putting that band together. Um, I was, I, I was freaked out by actually when I was going to be going down there because I'd never done anything like that before and you know, we'd always just gone into a studio and or you know wherever and recorded like with the band in a way but anyway i get to uh we get down there and uh i meet matt finally and uh i instantly feel comfortable and then i walk in the first person i see is actually rick steph from lucero and uh yeah. i know he's played with cat power i think he played with hank williams jr for a while and and i, I know him from just previous things you know uh, and so I instantly felt comfortable there and then uh, I start meeting everyone else and finding out who these people are and I'm like oh my god like <laughs> like this, yeah. this is this is my band I was like this is my band for the record and that's <laughs> and it, yeah Will I don't know all, all of them did it really I never once felt that they were in there for just a job it was never that and that's what i could tell that like as soon as we sat down to play like it was obvious that they had sat and listened to the because uh, we i have a there's a version of diamond western that was going to come out oh. uh, before i got signed to old boy i was going to put it out myself that was recorded some years ago but that actually kind of ended up that recording ended up being pretty much the demo it, for this album. So I sent that to Matt and it was obvious that all of the people that he had uh, gotten together had listened to this album and they all wanted to serve the song. And it, it was just, you know, besides Rick, you know, we go down there and strangers, we're all just strangers. And then we're connecting through these songs. And by the end, we're, you would, you would have thought that we'd known each other for for years it, it yeah was, and it was just amazing to see how into like they wanted me to make the best record i possibly could and i just thought it was so it, it was just so uh i don't know it, it was it was just awesome it was so good yeah. to see and i just felt like i was in good hands and yeah with my, I, I've, when i see will play it, it makes me think of the of Someone who was born with the instrument in their hand—it's like a oh. part of his body, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. He—he—he—he's he, he, something else, man. He uh, watching him play because the way we had it set up, we recorded that we recorded live for the most part, and um, we're all just in a circle. And I remember at one point, like just looking around at everybody and you know seeing who I'm with, and while we're in the middle of a song, and I'm looking over at Will, and, and he's just leaning back, got his got his eyes closed, and just playing and grinning and just loving what big he's doing. Big grin on his face. Yeah, yeah big grin on his face <laughs> and you know, just effortlessly just doing what he does and I loved everything about that experience and uh, yeah, but Matt Matt gets all the uh, credit for putting yeah. that together and that guy, Matt's amazing, man, that's, a, yeah. that's my go-to guy now. Has, yeah. well, that's so, a great story. Yeah. Um, well, we've covered a lot of ground here and a lot of time. I'm going to ask you one more question. Sure, yeah. Maybe a difficult one, but looking back at your pretty long career, musical career, 
and your songwriting creative self? Are there things you feel like you are getting better at over time, or there's maybe some things you're trying to get better at? Um, I think I'm getting well. I know I'm getting better at having a little bit of confidence in myself, really, and um, yeah, because that's one thing I lacked a, a, a lot, and it's not even, and I don't mean that, and I know that I'm doing good stuff where I'm putting, you know, it's just knowing that I'm realizing that the time that I've put into it is, has been worth it, even when at times maybe it didn't seem like it was. And then I'm, I'm always trying to push myself to be, especially lately, I've tried to push myself to be even a better, like, writer and be, like, just to keep growing, really, in all ways you know, musically that I can and just, I just try not to stay, I don't know, I don't ever want to be satisfied because I think if I get mm-hmm. satisfied, then I'll get, then I'll get bored or I'll get tired or, you know, I just don't, which I don't think that's even a possibility. It's, you know, if I've been doing this since I was like eight or nine or in, <laughs> in some sort of way or another, then I just don't, yeah. I just don't think anything else is really in the, in the cards for me. So, uh, yeah, just realize I'm, in a pretty good spot and you know use it to the to the best uh use it for the best that i can and you know just see where it takes me and just uh continue to grow yeah yeah that's great well hopefully it takes you on the road soon because i want to i want to see you perform these songs live and hopefully we're going to hear some some more new songs from you yeah i think uh I i think i think uh i think that might be happening before uh before too long so uh good. yeah we'll, we'll keep you keep you informed on that for sure good but, uh, yeah. all right arlo thanks so much i i can't tell you i really enjoyed this this talk we oh, had here me too yeah yeah i feel like i talked your ear off but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh this was this was good stuff all right yeah, cool yeah I, I really do appreciate it and i appreciate you having the interest all right uh, arlo thanks man all right yeah, thanks you have a good one brother Cause I'd gladly drown with you out in the sea Whatever you want Whatever you 